Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Danny Wexelman with Adam Barry, who covers the Pirates for MLB.com. It is 2019. Happy New Year to all our friends who hang out on the podcast with us. Adam, Happy New Year to you. Did you have a nice break with your family? Yes, I did. Happy New Year to you as well. It's been <laughs> nice and relaxed and the hot stove was quiet. So I guess we're ready to uh, get back into it. And then what, six weeks from today, I'll be in Bradenton. Oh, man, he's got the countdown on already. (laughs) The countdown to sunshine, that's fair. That's true. That's the good part of it. The downside is like, you know, leaving family and whatever, but then sunshine, baseball starting, there are things to talk about, and it's (laughs) That's right. That's right. Well, for our podcast, we've got a couple of things we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the rotation Mm -hmm. and Mitch Keller. We're going to talk about this shortstop conundrum, uh, Francisco Cervelli, got a couple of things on the plate today so let's jump in uh let's start with the shortstop situation so you wrote about six questions that are facing the pirates right now and to me adam i see that position on the field as kind of the anchor and and kind of the glue that makes everybody come together as one Mm -hmm. that person is a leader and and an important part um of the of the um of the infield and Mm -hmm. the pirates obviously said goodbye to jordy mercer uh they've got some internal options that we've talked about and they've got some external options that we've talked about troy tolowitzki obviously signing with the yankees changes that now so where do you see them going what direction are the pirates heading in to try to fill that spot yeah, we're kind of back to where we were probably the last time that we talked in Vegas when Troy Tulowitzki had just been released. You know, right. then there were some reports that, you know, the Pirates were interested. It made a ton of sense for them because he's, you know, going to make the league minimum for the Yankees. Uh, they went to his workout. Uh, I guess they liked what they saw, but Tulowitzki was obviously a big Derek Jeter guy. You know, there's a, a prime playoff opportunity there in New York. You can't blame him for for taking that opportunity it just kind of sets the Pirates back a little bit because you're either looking at those internal options, Eric Gonzalez and Kevin Newman that we've been talking about. And then there's kind of the free agent field, which, you know, is Jose Iglesias, Freddie Galvis, Adani Hechevarria, you know, three qualified, capable major league starting shortstops and really only one everyday opportunity left kind of standing, which is the Pirates. So that should give them an advantage if they do want to pursue any of those three. The question now becomes, you know, is it in their budget? You know, does the baseball operations department have that money to spend? Or, you know, do they see those guys as enough of an upgrade over a combination of Eric Gonzalez and Kevin Newman? Because they are really high on Gonzalez. They like Kevin Newman, you know, and it's fair to wonder, I guess, you know, you hear people say that Gonzalez is this really slick fielding guy who should hit enough to be an everyday player if he gets the chance. Isn't that kind of what a Vidani Hechevarria is already? So that's kind of the question they need to answer. And, you know, they'll continue to explore the market. Uh, Tulowitzki just was sort of that nexus of affordable, Mm -hmm. high upside, and, you know, readily available. So it kind of stinks from their perspective to see that opportunity go another way. But they, you know, they still have plenty of time and plenty of bodies out there. Right. Yeah. 
Okay. All right. So, so that is something that uh, the next few weeks, uh, keeping a, a super close eye on, because that's mm-hmm. that's a high priority there. Next up, Will Leach uh, wrote for MLB.com, really cool article about resolutions for each team, and he wrote for the Pirates, let their resolution be to add Mitch Keller to the rotation. And MLB Pipeline's Jim Callis said this guy is the whole package. Mm -hmm. So Will Leach wondered if the Pirates, if adding Mitch Keller, uh, Adam, could have the best starting four in the National League, joining Archer, Tyone, and then Williams. Wow, that's a pretty high bar considering the Nationals (laughs) exist. You know, like anything with Scherzer, Strasburg, and now Corbin is going to be a pretty high bar to clear. Um, But that is, you know, a pretty uh, good thought for the Pirates is that if they can get to June or so, you know, it's not that Mitch Keller, they're holding him down for service time in this case. He showed in AAA that he still does have some some stuff that he needs to get better at. So uh, you're not going to see him probably, you know, close to the start of the season. But if they get to June, you know, they don't like what they have out of the fifth spot of the rotation or Mitch Keller just proves that he is ready, then, yeah, that could be a really strong rotation from Tyone and Archer and Trevor Williams. Joe Musgrove is a guy that people forget about at this rate because of the injuries last season, but that has the potential to be a really deep, you know, strong rotation that is kind of going to have to be the strength of this team, you know, basically for this team to overperform projections and, you know, maybe make a run at a wild card spot, it's going to have to be on the strength of the rotation. So getting a high upside arm like Mitch Keller into that mix is Definitely a good thing to uh, to look out for at the start of 2019. You can't force it. You can't try to put too much pressure on the kid. He's still very young, but that is definitely kind of a signal of hope for the Pirates is, you know, the idea that you could have Mitch Keller joining that rotation, uh, you know, just to kind of answer some of the questions that they have after trading Yvonne Nova. I think that would go a long way toward answering them. Okay, so Mitch Keller, be on the lookout for for Mitch Keller potentially joining that already really strong rotation. Really exciting, uh, especially, well, you know, the Reds obviously adding a couple of arms, a couple of outfielders, some bats. They're, they're starting to rev up too, Adam. But the, the I think the biggest question after shortstop is Francisco Cervelli. Uh, his name has been floating around now for a while, and the Pirates aren't necessarily looking – to replace him because they have this internal tandem, but I'm still, Adam, I'm having trouble understanding why in the first place they would get rid of Francisco Cervelli. Yeah. It's hard to sort of explain beyond just the way that they do business, which is, you know, if a player gets into, uh, you know, near the end of his contract, one or two years removed from free agency, they feel like it's their duty to listen and, you know, explore the market and see what they can get back because they have to do this kind of constant small market roster churn because, uh, you know, they're not given the the finances to go out and spend, you know, and replace players in free agency. So, you know, kind of like they did with Andrew McCutcheon, like they did with Garrett Cole, they at least have to consider their options with Francisco Cervelli. I don't think it's likely. I think it's possible. And basically what I wrote a couple of weeks ago is that as long as there is a market, you have to consider it, you know, possible. So as long as the Dodgers need a catcher, you know, as long as the Astros are still out there, you know, saying they're willing to explore an upgrade, basically as long as JT Realmuto, it has (laughs) several teams that he could go to, you have to think, all right, well, one of those might be interested in Cervelli as well. The Dodgers make a ton of sense. Uh, Our friend Ken Gurnick reported at the winter meetings that those two were, uh, the two teams were in touch. I heard that reports of a Ross stripling for Francisco Cervelli deal were not true. 
So we know that they've talked, but we also know that they haven't progressed that far in talks. So again, it's possible that they'll continue listening. They'll definitely continue listening for sure. And it's possible a deal takes place because they do have depth there with Elias Diaz and Jacob Stallings. But it just doesn't seem all that likely right now because I don't see where they get enough value in return to justify dealing Cervelli. To me, Cervelli has more value on the field for the Pirates than he does as a trade asset. So we'll see where it goes. That's definitely the one like kind of trade hot stovey topic to still follow, you know, on this team's front as far as what they might sell. But I, I have a hard time seeing it at this point. But again, as long as, you know, it only takes one interested team to make a deal happen. So we'll see where it goes. Yeah, no, that's the that's definitely the thing that's making me scratch my head the most, I think, about the Pirates. But I think wh- where they've come and where we started when we first started talking in the offseason, they've come pretty far, I think, as far as putting this team, you know, back together mm-hmm. after losing a couple. But the shortstop question is there and just kind of like waiting for the Cervelli thing to to dissipate or to to become something more tangible is is on the radars. And then Adam, you just wrote about Tyler Lyons, so this is kind of exciting, and, and it's important. Uh, the Pirates acquired the left-handed reliever, and they signed him to a minor league deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, you know, that's always a topic that Neil Huntington talks about heading into the offseason, is that, you know, it's been however many, 11 years as GM, and 11 years that he's been, you know, looking for a left-handed reliever on the free agent market, so... <laughs> You know, there's a lot of major league free agents out there. Tyler Lyons is a guy who had success in 2017 for the Cardinals, struggled last season, dealt with some injuries, got designated for assignment. But, you know, it's a pretty safe bet as far as it's low risk on a minor league deal. You bring him into major league spring training, you give him a chance to make the team because if he gets back to that 2016-17 form, he's going to diversify the looks of the bullpen. He's going to, you know, give you potentially length as a long guy or a, a matchup lefty, not that Clint Hurdle really uses those, but, you know, it would be an option if they do, you know, forego a fifth starter and go with this kind of opener follower, uh, you know, idea, then he's a potentially interesting fit in either role, just, you know, as a lefty. So it's really kind of a no risk deal, you know, a minor league contract. And it's, you know, anytime you can get a guy that you're familiar with, you've seen, he's had success before, yeah, it's a worthwhile gamble. You know, they did it last year with Kevin Segrist, another former Cardinals reliever. And obviously they didn't like what they saw at the end of spring training. They tried to send him down to AAA and he refused to. So this is kind of taking a shot at another Cardinals lefty, reliever, <laughs> bringing him back in, maybe restarting, hoping this one uh, goes a little yeah. better. So it, it maybe seems it's like the right a, one. Right, exactly. Maybe they picked the wrong one last time. So it seems like a worthwhile gamble. You know, they only have two left-handers, two left-handed pitchers on the 40-man roster. One of them's your closer, and one of them is a fifth starter, a long relief yeah. candidate, and Steven Brault. So what's the worst that could happen? You bring in a guy, and at worst, you know, he's organizational depth in AAA. At best, he makes your bullpen better. And, you know, the bullpen, again, like the rotation, will have to be a strength of this team if they're going to be any yeah. good. So. You know, it's an experienced arm, and it, it seems like a pretty smart bet. Kind of a why not moment, I would say. Exactly. That's how I feel about all one-year contracts and minor league deals. There's really no yeah. such thing as a bad one. You know, in worst yeah. case, you're not tied down by it. You know, best case scenario, it pays off, and, you know, the guy works out for you. And if you fall out of contention, it's an easy trade candidate. So that's that's where I'm at with all minor league deals and one-year contracts, basically. 
And you can read that article on pirates.com now that's up uh, and kind of get a little more insight into Tyler Lyons, who he is, what he can do for the club. Adam, you just wrote that nice piece up uh, for the website. And listen, we are up and running. Podcasts are now back uh, for 2019. So we will be continuing these for the next, I would say, probably two months, maybe. Um, So everyone buckle up, settle in. We'll be here every week. Adam, me whatever corny jokes we may bring and, and a lot of good knowledge. Um, so Adam, my friend, I really appreciate you filling us in on what we missed over the break and what we can look forward to over the next few weeks. Yeah, it was good talking to you. Hopefully here in the next couple of weeks, uh, things sort of start to ramp up. I know the Pirates have their mini camp, their voluntary workouts down in Bradenton next week. I will not be there, oh, but there will be bullpens being thrown, batting practice being taken down in the sunshine. So maybe there will be some uh, news out of that camp. That's right. Okay, that's perfect. All right, that's what we're going to end now. Uh, Happy New Year again to everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, News and notes are going to be coming in furiously, so hang on tight. You can go to MLB.com slash podcast to listen to all this good stuff. With Adam Barry, I'm Danny Wexelman. Thank you guys so much for tuning in.